Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. Your host, Mark Stoner, runs a multi-million dollar service business, written the Amazon best-selling book, Blue Collar Gold, and has been featured on CNBC's Blue Collar Millionaires with Tim McGraw. He has gone from starving Nashville musician to successful business owner and will show you how to do it too. So listen up, get out your notepad and get ready to learn what it takes to strike gold in the blue collar world. Hello everyone and welcome back to the blue collar gold podcast. Today I want to talk about setting your GPS and or another term for goal setting but goal setting is so common and everybody talks about goal setting and you know it just becomes so trite and everybody says you got you have to do it and if you don't do it you're like I don't want to hear that again and if you do do it you probably know the importance of it in your overall success and there's all kinds of studies Harvard study down a long time ago about you know, how successful people are once they've set goals. Setting goals is one thing, writing the goals down, and all those types of things lead to more success. It's proven over and over, and I don't need to drone on about that. But what I do want to talk to you about is just kind of thinking about it maybe a little bit differently in kind of how I think about it. And you know, I use the analogy in my book of it's kind of like setting your GPS. You know, you set goals every day. You wake up and you've hopefully got a goal to go to work. You might have a goal to go to the gym. You have a goal to eat. You have a goal to do all types of normal things, but you don't think of them as goals because they're just automatic. And hopefully it's a lot of good things. So you don't think of them as goals, but they are. They're in your brain of things you do and you get them done. But what happens is when you know you can get those done so you don't think of them as goals. You don't have to write them down. But it's when you have to look forward in life, whether it be the next week, month, year, 10 years, you don't feel that for sure that you can do them so you don't set them. And it's kind of like setting your GPS in your car. You're going to go anywhere. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. If I want to drive to anywhere heck around the block for me I need to set the GPS but let's just say I'm going to go to New York City and I'm going to drive it well I'm going to set the GPS for the address and I'm going to see in this this many hours this much time this many miles I'm going to arrive at the place I wanted to go to and I've got a good plan and I know where to go and I know the turns and I just get going because I know where I want to go so I start driving and the next thing you know, I miss a turn somewhere and the GPS will recalculate because I knew it knows where I want to go. So I got off track. I got back on track. No big deal. And we're still going there. And then I have a flat tire and or I have some car trouble and I have to pull over and I have to do something. And I'm still going to the same place, but my time changed. I'm going to have to wait and it's going to have to take me a little bit longer to get there, but I'm still going to get there. And that is the, the benefit of setting a goal. And you could turn way off the route and it'll recalculate you around the ups and downs of whatever. You got a big 
detour in front of you and it, it, it calculates around it, but you still get to the same goal. And that is exactly what you have to do in life and in business is set where you're going to go with the time frame. And when things don't go right, which they won't, you recalculate the route. And is this still the place? Do I still want to go to New York City? Or, hey, would I rather go to Philadelphia? You know, you know. and actually Philadelphia is going to work out better for me. Something changed. I need to go that way. No problem. But I got going. And I have, you know, the, the plan to get to where I'm going. But in general, people don't even do that. They just think in their mind that they want it to be a little bit better or they want their business to be a little bit different. And so they just hope that working hard and working as hard as they can, as fast as they can, and it will just come, you know, whatever it is. And this, you know, when with the people that I consult with, this is so common that, I mean, 99% of them have no goals written down. And therefore, they're just going along working hard. And one of the things we do is really set, we set a, a thing what we call is a perfect day exercise. And I was, I was witnessing this at a conference I was at a few years ago. And a gentleman had basically written down everything. If his life was right, he wrote down everything that went right in that day, just the one day, what time he woke up, you know, what time, uh, what he was wearing, uh, what kind of house did he live in? What was the color of the house? What was his yard like? And if you looked out the backyard, what did he see? Was it a pond? Was it a lake? Was it a stream? Was it a meadow, a mountains? You know, just all the details. What kind of car was he driving? What was his wife doing? You know, uh, grandkids and just everything. What he ate and what his day was like when it was all right. And the details of that were just stunning to me. And I've always used that exercise when I'm really trying to get to someone who I want to know why they're doing this. Why are you going to start a business and why are you going to put yourself through this? Because this is tough, man. This is this is tough. It's hard. You're going to get beat up. You're going to have real problems building a business. But it's also the way you get to, in my opinion, you know, the, your best life. If you want to start a business, you have to go through those pains. And later, I used that story when I was working with a, a person, a, a guy that worked for me, we called him Cheeto. And Cheeto had a drug problem. And as I said in my previous episode, I had some employees that had drug issues and I didn't know about it. Well, once I started implementing drug policies and procedures, uh, it started to weed some guys out, and it was time for our random drug test. And Cheeto came to me and said, I'm not going to pass it. And I liked this guy. Everybody in the company liked him. He's so funny, and he just could make everyone laugh. And But he was just a, you know, a flawed person, as we all are. But his problem could not coincide with my business. I could not allow people to be on drugs and work in my business. So I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, you have to take the drug test or you have to be let go. And he said, I guess I'll have to be let go. Thank you for everything. Um, you know, I appreciate it. And I hated it, but he was let go. Well, a couple years later, we were 
I was a friend of ours was getting married up in Ohio and it was a friend of his and a friend of mine and we happened to I can't remember I called him or he called me we ran into somewhere some uh, each other somewhere and I said are you going up to this person's wedding he said well I hadn't planned on it but I'd like to go and um backstory on Cheeto he had never really had anything he had absolutely nothing in a car never owned a house lived with his parents for a long time lived with a bunch of guys at another time uh, always was broke never had anything and he's in his mid-30s uh, probably getting close to 40 at this time so I said man I'll take you up there I'm I'm gonna head up there it's about a five or six hour drive and let's just head up there I'd love to catch up with you I hadn't seen you in a while let's let's just talk he's like okay I'll go so we get going down the road and he says you know I said man what are you how are you doing he's like oh, I'm just kind of getting through and I said what do you want in life? You know, what, why are you, you know, what do you want? He said, I don't know. I've haven't really thought of it. Most of the time I just want whatever it takes to survive the next day. I said, but you're in your mid thirties and you need to get a plan, man. You need to get, you need to get something that you can shoot for in life and go for. And he's like, I've just never thought about it. I'd I've just always just gotten by and every day is just getting by. I said, well, let's, let's play a game. Let's, let's play the perfect day exercise in your life. He said, okay. I mean, we had a long time. It's a long drive. So why not? And I said, okay, let's just start with, um, where, you know, what would you like to have as far as, would you like to have a house? And he said, sure. I'd like to have a house. I said, okay, what kind of house? And he said, just a little, you know, a little ranch house. I said, okay. About how many square feet? And he said, I don't know, 2,000 square feet. I said, okay. I said, what does it look like? And he said, uh, it's a brick house. I said, okay, what color is the brick? He's like, just a regular red brick house. I said, okay. Um, what kind of roof is it got on? Metal roof or shingle roof? He goes, oh, just a shingle roof. I said, all right, what, um, you know, what kind of land is it sitting on? He's like, it's sitting on about two to three acres. I said, all right, what, where is it? Is it in Tennessee? Is it in Florida? Is it in, you know, where is it? He's like, oh, it's in Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is God's country. So it's in Tennessee for sure. And so I said, okay, and uh, what are you looking at? You walk out your back door. What are you looking at? And he said, I'm looking at a pond. I've got a little pond back there. It's full of fish. I said, okay. I said, I'm starting to be able to see it. Are you, you know, can you see it? And he said, yeah, I think I can see it. I said, okay, what are you driving? And he said, oh, um, just an older truck. I said, what kind of truck? He said, a Ford, you know, Ford 150, like a 2000 model. I said, okay. What color is it? He said, blue, like a navy blue. I said, okay. I said, uh, I, I can see that. I can see your house. I can see your truck. I said, are you married? And he said, yeah, I'm married. I said, okay. Um, you know, what's she like? He goes, well, she's not hot. <laughs> he said, uh, he said about a six. <laughs> 
I said, okay, not hot, about a six. I said, uh, he goes, she's kind of chunky and, you know, but she's, you know, she's real nice and she loves me. I said, okay, I think I can see her. (laughs) So, uh, we started laughing. We just, we cracked up and, um, I said, okay, so you, I said, what's your, what's your day look like? You know, you wake up, what time you get up? He said, I get up at eight o'clock. Great. What do you eat for breakfast? He goes, I like bacon, like a lot of bacon and some eggs and, and maybe some pancakes and she cooks it for me. And I just sit there and she serves me. (laughs) I said, okay, but you better figure out something you need to do for her too. Cause this marriage isn't going to last long. And so, um, so then I said, okay. I said, what do you do after breakfast? Said he said, I help her clean, clean up. And then we go out and fish at the pond. And I said, okay. He said, we have two chairs side by side and we fish and we talk and we laugh and we, we catch fish and we throw them all back. I said, man, I can, I can definitely see that. I said, can you see it? He said, I can. I said, I mean, can you really see it? And he said, I really think I can. I said, well, this, you know, this isn't a crazy dream of, you know, living in Dubai and the world is, you know, you're a billionaire. This is, this is real. And he said, yeah, he goes, it is. He goes, I've just never allowed myself to think about what I could have. I just, I'm not conditioned to think like that. And I said, but do you think this could help you? Do you think you could achieve this? And he said, I do. He goes, I really do think I could. So I said, okay. I said, I think you can do this too. And, you know, I, I, he, I, I just want to hear about this down the road as you kind of have a guidepost. And he started to cry after he sat there for a minute. He goes, man, thank you. No one has ever really, you know, really reached out and, and ask me what I wanted in life, you know, and I've never allowed myself to think like that. And I said, you know, what does it hurt? And he goes, it doesn't hurt anything. You just have to think that you're worth and you're worthy of getting something different than what you're always getting. And so, you know, we uh, went to the wedding and had a great time and we rode back and he thanked me. He must've thanked me 10 times over the last next couple days for, for that. And it really profoundly changed his mind. Well, then I, then he, I found out he was working in a factory and living in a halfway house. And he, then I hadn't heard what happened to him. And I, I ran into him and he said, um, he goes, Hey man, I need to, I need to talk to you. I said, he goes, I, you know, I said, how are things going? He goes, that dream session, perfect day is, some of those things are happening. I said, well, what's happening? He goes, I'm in a house. I finally got a house. He goes, I don't own it, but I rent it. It's a brick house. And, um, he goes, it's on a little bit of land. There's no pond, but it's on a little, little bit of land. I said, cool. And he said, I got a truck. It's not a blue Ford, but it is a Nissan pickup. And, uh, I've got that. And I said, okay, what about the girlfriend? He goes, I got a girlfriend. He goes, but she's a five. 
Okay, we just we just cracked up. I said, I can see it. I said, good. Five's better than nothing. And uh, not quite the six, but the five. And so he said, but as things were happening, having an, an idea and a reason to say yes to things and move forward on things was because I could kind of see it. And I thought I was worth getting it. And it's one of the best things I've ever heard that came from one of these sessions and that it changed somebody's life. And for, you know, the purpose of this podcast was to make you think about, you know, if you want something different in your life and you want to do anything differently, first, you have to imagine it and set it out as, as something you want to have and you're going to do whatever it takes to have. And it just, it changed me. I do this exercise with a lot of my clients and it's so fun. It's so interesting to go through it. And it's by the end of it, they're excited about what can happen. And then, then we work on a way to make that happen, how to build the business to deliver that. And most people are very conservative in their dreaming. And it's just a little bit more than what they've got now, typically. And I show them how to do it. And by the time we're done, they, they say, yeah, I can do this. I, I will do this. And it's one of the funnest exercises that we do in my, in my consulting company. But so, and, and so that's, again, setting your GPS, going somewhere, rerouting. It may not be exactly what you thought, but at least you're headed the right direction. And it reminds me of another story with my daughter. And my daughter, one summer day, uh, I was sitting on the couch and I was beat. I was dead tired from working and it was August and it's gosh, a hundred degrees out. And we lived on the end of a, a double cul-de-sac, one cul-de-sac one way and another cul-de-sac our way. And, and there was very, there was no traffic and super hot. Nobody was outside. And my daughter comes to me, it's a Saturday and she's like, I want to have a lemonade stand and, and sell cookies. And it's about, I don't know, noon. And I, I was, did not want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to change what my day was doing. I did, definitely did not want to get up, make lemonade, set up a stand, make cookies. And I said, you don't want to do that today. And she goes, I do want to do it. I really want to do it. I said, honey, there's nobody out there. You're not going to sell any cookies. You know, let's just, let's just watch TV and stay inside. And she's like, I want to do it. And Right then, I heard my dad in my mind tell me not to start the chimney business. And I heard it so clear. I'm like, you do not do that to her. And so I said, you know what? Let's get the lemonade stand started. So I got up, went to the store, got the lemonade, bought those cut baked cookies, came back, made the lemonade and made the cookies. And so she goes out there. It's probably about one o'clock now. She goes out there, sets up her table, sets up a chair, and we makes a little handmade sign, eliminate 50 cents, cookies 25 cents. And she holds it up. She's sitting on a stool. She has no umbrella, nothing. It's 100 degrees outside, super sunny. And she sits there and holds up this sign, you know, moving back and forth on a cul-de-sac. No one's around. She's just getting blistered by the sun. Back and forth, back and forth. Nobody. I mean, she's relentless. My son 
in the meantime, is just like going outside, riding his bike around her, going inside, playing video games. And she's out there sweating it out, holding up her sign. And I keep looking out the window, checking on her, getting her some sunscreen. And after about an hour, nobody had bought anything and she was relentless. And I finally, I got up. I felt so sorry for her. I went out there and I became her first customer. And uh, I, I got, you know, a cookie and I think I got two cookies or a cookie and a lemonade and I gave her a dollar. And so, so by then, you know, the lemonade was all watery and, you know, so we've got some more ice and she's, I said, do you want to come in? No, I don't want to come in. So she stayed back out there and she was out there for probably another hour, maybe two hours. So at that point she'd been out there two to three hours and it's starting to get a little cooler and a lady came up, she walked up and she said, you know, I've seen you sitting out here and, and I'd like to buy some cookies. And so Evan said, great. So she, she bought six of her cookies and, uh, gave her, gave her $10 and Evan's like, wow. So then, um, you know, she didn't want any of the watered down lemonade, but she bought six cookies for $10. And so now she only had what? you know, a couple cookies left. Cause I think she ate a couple too. So she's about out of cookies. Well, she came back inside and she goes, we got to make more cookies. I said, honey, I think we just hit all we're going to hit. She goes, no, I want to make more cookies. I said, okay. So we made more cookies. She put out another dozen and in a, just a little bit, another lady came up and bought like two cookies for $5 and some lemonade. And so she'd made 15 bucks in about three hours and three or four hours and so then she another lady that same first lady comes back and says i'd like a dozen cookies and i think she had maybe like i can't remember what she had but we had to make some more she goes come back and i'll have rest for you. your husband loved them we made them came back she bought a dozen cookies for twenty dollars so now she's up to like you know 40 bucks or something 35 or 40 bucks in four hours and you know this is an eight-year-old girl making ten dollars an hour cash and she was so excited and and it taught me a lesson too that yeah you know she would have made nothing and not had the experience and so you have to get in you have to get in and try and it may not always work out she had other lemonade stands after that that were not as you know, monumental and some of them didn't work and some of them did. But that first one, because it worked enough and she had close to $40, of course, she didn't pay for materials. Her dad did, but still the principal was there and she was hooked. She was hooked on business. And she, from that point on, we're partners now in a chocolate business. We're partners in an Airbnb and she is a fantastic energetic young woman that is a joy to be around and fearless now that being said i'm her dad and you know i help be the safety net but you know if there's fathers out there you know encourage your kids to do stuff don't hold them back and even if you're the one you know holding them back like i was sitting on the couch you know encourage them and Again, this is America. This is the best place you could ever start a business of any type. I've been around the world, and there's no place like this country for, get, for starting anything you want. 
And, and of course, I'm in the blue-collar world, and I think blue-collar businesses are so much needed, and they're going to be more and more needed all the time. And you can do whatever you want to do with very little expense. It's just a lot of sweat. And then later, you know, learn to run people so that they can have the experience, but you can actually have a real business. And, you know, these two stories are really close to my heart, and they've, they've kind of shaped the way that I do things. But every year I set the GPS for our company and we set it and we tell everybody where we're going, what it's going to look like when we're there. And when we arrive, the whole company knows. And several years ago when we were, we set a certain goal and if we hit this goal, everybody, I took everybody to an all-inclusive, um, in Mexico and not everybody wanted to go. But when we hit the goal, the five couples that did go are still with me today and that was six or seven years ago and we they're still with me and they still talk about that goal we set that goal and we hit it and we did that trip and that had that experience and this year we had a certain goal and I was going to take the company on a cruise and that goal we blew that goal out of the water and i couldn't even believe it was a stretch goal because i didn't want to make taking it on a cruise easy we had to do a big change in the company to do it but everybody got behind it and we set a plan in place and we hit that goal by about august in fact we doubled the goal that we set out for everybody and going on the cruise was the least I could do for the guys and the, and the ladies that work for me because we absolutely blew way past our goal in record time and it changed our company completely. And I'm a firm believer in goals. We don't always hit them. Uh, I've had other goal years and we didn't hit them. We didn't have huge celebrations. But when I set a big stretch goal out and we do, we celebrate. If we don't, we don't necessarily celebrate. We, we, we learn from it and we set the goal. If we hit it, we celebrate. And this year was a big celebration year due to many reasons. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up by just saying, you know, if you're in business and in your life, setting a goal and and coming up with your perfect day what it really looks like when you arrive can be eye-opening and very grounding at the same time and i highly encourage you to look deep write it down not just think what you want write it down tell people what you where you want to go what you want to do bring people along for the ride especially if you're in a company let's say let's get this done and then we can do that I've had friends that said, you know, if we hit these goals, we go deep sea fishing. If we hit these goals, we go to the mountains and, you know, camp out. Or we rent a houseboat on a lake and we do the weekend. Or I don't care what it is, but it's so fun to set them and hit them. And even if you don't hit them, you come close, you're probably better than you were before you set the goal. So that's the podcast of setting your GPS setting that in life, making it happen. And, uh, I don't know, just, just live life with a plan. So that's it guys. Talk to you later.